The Amazing Pulp Adventure, starring Mr. Adventure. The clock says it's time for adventure, so sit a little closer to the radio so you don't miss a thing. Stay vigilant, stay adventurous! All right, guys, I'd like to thank everybody for coming out. I, of course, am known as Podcasting's Rich Sigfred. The, the uh, Mr. Adventure was originally created by Davy Beauchamp, who could not be here at this con. Yes, thank you. Th- oh. That is so unbelievable that uh, John, Dr. John Smart is wearing one of the uh, Mr. Adventure shirts available at geeklabel.com. Also available on our website, pulpadventures.net. Oh, sweet. Oh, crap. We're still missing our sound guy, too. Uh, somebody call Hutch. Send up the Hutch signal. <laughs> Jesus, Hutchins Christ, where is he? Um, so Everybody's got JC's number. Hutchins. <laughs> I like it. Um, so, uh, Mr. Adventure was originally created, like I said, by Davy Beauchamp. Um, I stumbled across it on his website. He'd written a book, and I found the prologue. And I just, on a whim, decided to record it, since I had come across a certain voice that I'd been just dying to use for something. It was a very pulp-sounding voice, and it was right about the time that uh, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow had come out. And I found this voice because as I was playing a game on Xbox at work, I love my boss, um, that uh, one of the characters spoke like that. So I would always choose that character and then talk smack to my buddies, which really infuriated them. And so I, I just wanted to use it for something, and I stumbled across the prologue for Davy's book on his website, converted it to audio just to see if I could do it, and send it to him. He loved it. He decided to, uh, hey, can we do this on a regular basis? And, he, uh, and we both were like, sure, why not? So from there, uh, Mr. Adventure just started off as a very rarely released episode. Uh, series has not changed all that much. Uh, we've been doing it at cons for quite a few years. Uh, this whole thing started about four or five years ago. Um, it's been syndicated on Winging It when they first started and weren't so much about the foul mouth potty stuff, which I won't mention because there's a child here. <laughs> but uh, while we are still waiting for three of our folks, why don't we go ahead and do introductions to all of our cast, and we'll go ahead and start down here. My name is Jess. Yay! And go ahead and, go ahead, go ahead and say what character you're going to be playing as well. I'm playing Sybil Masterson. Um, I'm M-A-N-T-A. I'm from the Better Late Than Never podcast and Fanboy Hell. Um, Is that a show or just a general statement? It's a podcast. <laughs> um, and I'm playing Prisoner 5, Guard 6, and The Reporter. JC, it's Paul. We're all standing here waiting. Where's Jared? Where's Jared? Taking pictures of JC Hutchinson. Uh-huh. Oh, at least they're together. <laughs> so we know where they're at. Hello, Mr. I'm pretty sure they're in the parking lot. I can go look for them. I'd kind of like to use them if possible. So, and if not, then uh, easily enough to cast. So. Yeah. Well, Paul was Okay. Uh, I'm Susan D. from the D. Thank you. Thank you. Spectacular, and also from Culture Cast, uh, and I'm going to be playing Eleanor Adams and a young lady. Ladies. <laughs> I am, of course, Indiana Jim, host of the Adventures of Indiana Jim and podcast on indianajim.net, and, and I'm playing Warrior 69, Cap- Captain Wright, and Legion Commander something. Guy. <laughs> I am Kikiana Ellis. I am playing the Crimson Moth and Guard Number Five. We got the best guard. (laughs) Oh, I'm Biscuit the Mighty Mighty from CultureCast.net. And uh, that's me. Net, com, whatever. (laughs) Google it, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) You can also be easily replaced. That's a five-minute penalty. Wait, wait, no, no, no. We have to say something. On the show where he actually can curse, he censors himself. Yet here are live children present. Well, there's children, so. (laughs) It is his goal in life to corrupt as many as possible. Can you commission no cornfield? Or <laughs> kill you with her brain. <laughs> I'm Paul Fisher with the Town Podcast and the ADD Cast. I am playing the Atomic Fist, Warrior number 32, and Prisoner 6. <laughs> I am Jason Adams, and I'm very tall. Yeah! 
Cloak is only slightly taller. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm from the Random Signal podcast at randomsignal.com, GeekFoo Morning Show at geekfooactiongrip.com, and also um, I play prisoner number two, guard number two, warrior number 51, and tech alien voice. Uh, I'm Earl Newton. I'm the executive producer and the creator of Stranger Things. <laughs> Science fiction yeah. anthology series shot in high definition release on the internet for free, and now starting June 1st, available in 25 million homes across America. Those are not on that. <laughs> and I'm playing guard number four. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like that whole thing on South Park when their first guest star was George Clooney and they had him bark as a dog. <laughs> And I'll also be playing Dr. Zhao in prisoner, uh, guard number one. Uh, prisoner number one. That's an important distinction. Prisoner number four, guard number one. He's guarding himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a free man. That's right, sorry about that. <laughs> okay. Hi, I'm Heather Welliver, uh, lead singer of the Shillas, and uh, I do voice work all over the place. Um, I will be playing uh, Jezebel, Vicky, and guard number three. <laughs> now, I know I wrote you down as Matt. In Wallace. I am Matt F. and Wallace, which is how you drop F bombs in front of children. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, Matt. Oh, Thank you for that. that. That's a smart F bomb. That's a smart F bomb. I will be the Coliseum announcer. I will be announcing the appearance of Coliseums throughout the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's more than you would think. Roman. <laughs> Um, hi everybody, I'm T. Morris uh, I'm the guy behind podcasting for dummies uh, I am also the producer of Moravi Remastered in the Double Up Addicts podcast I am playing Mobster number one Mobster number two And Mobster number three Also known as Mobster the one man mob I am a La Cosa Nostra unto myself Is that it? La Cosa Sure Unless there's a really long pause somewhere They just jump I'm John Smarr I treat syphilis Do you wait for people to contract it? How do you think I stay in business? Shut up. <laughs> I have some more of that Kool-Aid. And I'm voicing Michael Aztec and the Doc Tech toy announcer. <laughs> I'm the disembodied voice you can't see. <laughs> Thomas Gideon from the Command Line podcast, thecommandline.net, and I'm giving voice. Excuse me, excuse me. I'm being the horribly, horribly typecast as Doc Tech. The award-winning. Award-winning. Hard Tech award-winning. I'm Andrea, and I'm playing Kingbox, and this is number three. Yeah! I'm Ralph Alder. I'm the Funny Music Project, the Trump.com ding. Ding, ding, ding. He took it away. I also create two uh, web comics, Partially Clips, and Earth World. And I will be playing, uh, unless there's a conflict, because somebody else played the thing. Hit me. What do we got? Uh, uh, Dr. Zhao. Yes. Oh, is he playing Dr. Zhao? You are playing Shadow Smasher. Bam! Wow. <laughs> I highlighted and I rehearsed. I didn't highlight time. anything. I Trade just gave you a script that, that somebody rules. gave me. <laughs> oh. I'm so glad I rehearsed. I'm playing now. I'm still very tall. You can use an Asian accent for sure. You know, when you don't come to rehearsal. Alrighty then. Okay. All right. Steve, if you'd like, I'll still trade scripts back with you. Whatever highlighter. Yeah. No. We have a marker here. Sharpie marker. Thanks. All right. Hey. Thank you, Brian. All right, Billy Flynn. Introduce yourself. I'm the wonderful Billy Flynn, formerly of Geek Radio Daily. Dot com. Ding. Thank you. 
Well, I'll never do better than that, and I'll be portraying Big Nile this evening for your voice. All right, Jared. Oh, I'm Jared Axelrod. Hello. Hi. 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 I do the voice of Big Planet X and Aliens You'll Meet. That's at FreePlanetX.com and AliensYou'llMeet.com. And I'll be playing Dr. Richards. That's fantastic! <laughs> Why? Joke probation, five minutes. You wait all day for that, didn't you? I'm Jack Blackwell, and... Yay! She has been busy taking photography effects, photographs of people all day. And photographs, yes, pictures uh, and whatnot. She's been taking them all day, so she is just now finding out that she's playing Cassandra at Night of Babylon. And introducing J.C. Hutchins, is a newcomer to the Podiosphere. J.C. Hutchins. I'm uh, J.C. Hutchins uh, from J.C. Hutchins.net. J.C. Hutchins.net. You're sick. 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 You're You're you I saw you. All right, is that everybody? <laughs> no. Mr. Tamarine. Yep. I'm Jim Van Burt of the Vintage Gamer at VintageGamer.net. Occasionally I'm winging it. Who are you playing? Dane. I'm playing the masked, masked gunfighter. And as I said, I'm podcasting's Rich Sigfred. I'll be playing Mr. Adventure, Dark Mask, Kid Adventure, Solomon Stone, and the narrator. <laughs> Slept with the director. Uh, please tell me that child was out of the room for that. Bit. For the moment. <laughs> All right. It's not the F bomb. <laughs> hey, he's got culture with a K. Okay? All right. You guys ready? Exactly. Cast ready? Exactly. Audience ready? Welcome once again to the Amazing Pulp Adventures radio show on its 2008 Tour of Darkness. If you've been following this year's tour, you might be asking yourself if the darkness has truly been revealed in the form of Michael Aztec, or could it be something darker and more sinister than anything we have yet seen? But it seems I have gotten ahead of myself. First, we must thank Balticon for once again letting us bring the tour to you, the live audience. We must also thank all those gathered here today in great number to lend their voices to the show. When we, when we left the remaining heroes of Sapphire City, they had gotten they'd been scattered to the full winds. Crimson Moth had fallen to the golden ray of Aztec, leaving her, like so many others, both hero and villain alike, as a golden statue. It seemed that there was nothing Mr. Adventure could do to save his winged friend. Shadow Smasher and Doc Solomon had gone to retrieve a unique artifact that could turn the tide of the battle back to their favor. Kid Adventure, after ensuring the safety of Kate French in his backup headquarters, has in his possession the last container of the Dr. Peter Richards Kirby Lee Particles. And in the end, we leave Mr. Adventure alone to face Jezebel and the monstrous super-Nazi. He is distracted as he deals with the weight of losing yet another friend to the tyranny of Aztec, who has descended upon Sapphire City, the city of tomorrow today. No, it can't end like this. <laughs> and why is that? Because evil is wrong and there must be always a happy ending? <laughs> what, do you think some omnipresent author is going to write up some sort of surprise twist and let you gain the upper hand? You've read too many of your own comic books, Adventure. <laughs> oh, you're going to pay for that. Mr. Adventure, who always settles his debts, begins to rise, facing the mammoth monstrosity of a German biophysicist face-to-face. Just as he rears back to deliver his patented one-two punch, a figure emerges from the shadows behind Mr. Adventure. You are such a fool, Adventure. <laughs> All that remains after the Midas touch is a statue. Michael Aztec removes his hand from the shoulder of the shining hero of Sapphire City, ensconced in his golden tomb. Well, now, that was a bit anticlimactic. I was rather hoping he would offer himself up in place of the citizens of this city. Ah, 
Well, what's next? You never spoke of your plans following the defeat of adventure, sir. Threats, my dear. Threats that must be removed. This city's rogues gallery is gone, and the lead League of Adventurous Heroes lies decimated. Well, at least the parts that posed any sort of a challenge to me. I must remove the only threat left to me, and if I know Solomon, he will lead me directly to its location. The Tyrrell? Speak not its name! Ah, I feel its power. It comes from a time long since forgotten. And legend speaks it comes from a tear of an elder god that became whole when it passed through the dimensional planes and touched the earth. Ancient man had no idea. Ancient man had no idea that they had stumbled across. They thought it nothing more than a shooting star. How wrong they were. Solomon showed Shadow Smasher the tear of... Oi, we've got company. Once the dust settled, Michael Aztec stood before our shocked heroes, glowing with golden power. Shadow Smasher leaps at the interloper, guided by instinct alone. Following the slightest wave of Aztec's hand, Shadow Smasher shared the same fate of so many others. His golden-cased frame landed heavily upon the floor. <laughs> Looks like it is finally just the two of us, my old colleague. No muscle for you to hide behind. I'll give you a moment, if you'd like, to take up your customary cowering position. Let it never be known that I'm not sentimental. Times have changed, Aztec. I could never best you at any physical competition. I am one thing that you are not. Clever. Clever. Really? You have your wits, and I have the mystical hand of Lu Bu. Even if I didn't, we'd hardly be a match. I know you, Michael. You studied the hand before you took a single step in your quest for power. And in studying, you must have learned that there is but one counterpart to the hand of Lu Bu. You would have placed yourself as far from that item as possible. You couldn't have known that I've had it in my private collection for years. Prepared for the inevitable reunion. Solomon Stone holds up the tear, that, and it begins to radiate a brilliant white light, which begins to slowly turn back in, with streaks of red. What a lovely light show, Solomon. At one time I feared the jewel, but you have neither the will nor the ability to wield it against me. That would never stop me from trying. <laughs> and just like that, and all the others before him, only a statue of gold is left behind. In the statue's hand, the tear remains, no longer glowing with power. Aztec looks at his former friend, considers taking the tear, but decides to leave it to the whim of the ages. I know all of you in Patioland are nervous to know the fate of our memorialized heroes and villains. Through the magic of radio, we may be able to locate our lost friends and see how they are faring. No! It's okay, Mr. Adventure. I'm all right. We're all all right. Or at least as okay as... Adventure has awakened. I gotta say, part of me is really happy to see you, but the other part is scared for Sapphire City. It's okay, Moth. With all of us here, we'll figure something out. But first, I need a situation report. Does anyone know what is going on here? I don't know where to begin. The only concrete knowledge we have is that we are still alive. Well, pal, that's a good start. So where are we? That is one enigma that we are still pondering. Richards, (laughs) you're here as well? Clearly, the evidence points to that, Mr. Adventure. Move aside! Let me see him! (laughs) So, he didn't take you up on any deal you no doubt offered to spare you? I guess your overabundant intellect wasn't a match for Aztec. We can quibble or we can find a plan or escape! And you might want to listen to the tales of your allies and foes to recognize the extent of what you face. What is he talking about? They all look away from Mr. Adventure, no one wanting to recount the tales of woe, the horrors, the horrors too difficult and fresh in the memories. Atomic Fist steps forward. I have been here the longest. Aztec was smart to remove the strongest first. But you will not believe me until I see it for yourself, Adventure. Everyone present looked from the Atomic Fist to Mr. Adventure. I've got a bad feeling about this. Hurry this thing along, partner, or I'll spin this yarn. Uh, just wait till I have you in the. Ar- just wait till I have you in the arena again, masked gunfighter. Yeah, we'll see about that, Slim. It was a lucky shot last time you took me out. I bet you it ain't happening again. You are a weak man who needs guns to fight. That is why Atomic Feast took you out. If I had my guns, you would have been more than happy grasshopper. Enough! We don't have time for this. Time. Now that's funny, because the last time we looked, that is all we had, because there ain't no way out. We got a point, you know. 
Since the mobster was captured in three parts opposed to his central combined form, their spirits were easily broken. Ah! <laughs> oh, loud crash and thud! <laughs> J.C. Hutchins, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Great, now we have another one to join us. Is there no one left outside? Kaboom! Yeah. Another loud crash and thud! <laughs> That's why he has a publishing deal, folks. <laughs> Looks like Aztec is almost done collecting the whole set. Can we find a way home now? All eyes turn from the fallen forms of Solomon Stone and Shadow Smasher to that of Crimson Moth. What? I, I thought that if Zhao's question was answered, why not mine? There is no flaw in the girl's logic. There are less probable routes of escape than merely asking a question. I believe it was Sherlock Holmes that said, once you've eliminated the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. <laughs> Actually, it was Arthur Conan Doyle who wrote that dialogue for Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes is not a real person, Doc Deck. Well, yes, I, I realize that the Sherlock Holmes isn't real in this dimension, Dr. Richards, but Sir Arthur Conan Doyle wrote it in one of the Holmes stories thereby attributing it to Sherlock Holmes' character. <laughs> that doesn't mean that the credit should go to... Wait, did you say this dimension? Well, uh, I shall have to tell you about my latest project once we get out of here. I remember hearing at the university what you've been doing... We've been working on dimensional travel. That sounds fantastic. If you eggheads are done with your nerd fights! <laughs> <laughs> Oy, that landing's a doozy. Well, it looks like the gang's all here. Party and me without my matzo ball. So, uh, what's going on? Yes, I second that inquiry. Although, not so much with that matzo ball, my friend. It tends to irritate my stomach a touch. Can someone please help me to my feet as well? Here, take my hand. Thank you. Okay, everyone needs to stop. And I want a clear answer this time. What is going on? Before we find out the answer to that question, we need to take a break and hear a word from our sponsor. Hello to all the kids out there. Make sure your parents are listening. You don't want them to miss this very important message. You certainly don't want to be the last kid on the block to get your very own Doc Tech robotic toy. You will get a chance to build your very own mechanized man. A true scientific marvel thanks to the latest innovations of Doc Tech, former villain turned hero of Sapphire City. Each starter set contains all you need to create your own very robotic friend. Expansion sets are also available in your store's display. You can add exciting new features like the Kung Fu, Kung Fu Grip Claw, Flame Throwing Hand, or BB Projectile Launcher. Just make sure you don't shoot your eye out or now you can help stop the evil in your neighborhood. Or just have someone to help you with your chores. And don't forget to pick up the rest of the Doc Tech toy line. Doc Tech's Mechanical Marvels. They're marvelous! Recommended age, two and up. <laughs> wow, don't those toys sound exciting? I'm, I'm going to have to get my little boy one with the add-on flamethrowing hand. But we need to return to our befuddled heroes and villains first. It seems the time is right to provide the answers to Mr. Adventure's queries. At least what we conclusively know. I too have waited far too long for these answers. Why are you so hesitant in giving them to us? Knowing this and knowing Zhao so much is almost reason enough to keep it to ourselves. But Adventure needs to know. We should just tell them. Hell, I'm still having a hard time dealing with all of this, and I've been here almost as long as Atomic Fist. Get in here! Hey, not so rough. Look, it's him. We need to report this to Dark Mask. But first, we'll lock this one up with the others. <laughs> wow, good to know Chivalry isn't dead. Is there anyone they haven't captured yet? Certainly not. <laughs> Who is this Dark Mask they speak of? And why have they been waiting for just one of us to arrive? I'm guessing it's our partner here they've been waiting for. I'm about as surprised as the moon here in a wolf song. Will someone please give me a straight answer as to what is going on here? You are. I am? What are you talking about? Could it be? How can it be Avengers fault that we are here? That makes no sense. The real question is, will you be willing to open your mind to new and different possibilities? Answer. Nope. Straight one. Give it. I, I was getting there. 
It has been theorized that there are other dimensions that exist. Well, it's more than a theory, actually. I've written numerous papers on that subject. Yes, but you don't have any conclusive proof. Oh, no, not again. Neither did Newton as the apple fell, but after it hit him, he had all the proof he needed. Guard, is there any chance I could get another room? One with less geek testosterone, please? <laughs> no. Adventure, your presence is requested elsewhere. I will gladly go with you as long as I can get some answers. I'm sure you will, Mr. Adventure. <laughs> Mr. Adventure leaves friends and foe alike to hopefully find the answers he seeks. But he was still having a difficult time understanding why they were so hard-pressed to give him answers when it seemed like they all knew something. He also pondered who this dark mask was. They lead him into a giant throne room that reminded him of the days of ancient Rome. Leave us. But, sir... Excuse me? Was that a question to an order I just heard? No, sir. Sorry, sir. <clears throat> the commanding voice belonged to a figure just beyond the shadows. The guards quickly leave, now fearing for their lives. Because one had questioned their iron-fisted leader, there was no telling if any would be able to leave alive. So are you going to show yourself? Or am I supposed to pay no attention to the man behind the curtain? I know the what... <clears throat> I know not what you speak of, but I see no risk in a face-to-face -face meeting. Out from behind the throne steps... Wait, do my eyes deceive me? It, it can't be. It, it doesn't make any sense. Or does it? <clears throat> does it lead back to the relief which showed Mr. Adventure battling himself? Because out from behind the throne emerges Mr. Adventure. Mr. Adventure just looks at himself in disbelief. His brain was having trouble comprehending what his eyes were showing him. This mirrored Mr. Adventure walk mimicked him perfectly. I can tell you are confused by this predicament you now face, my brother. Brothers? You... <clears throat> you still have not fully grasped what is going on here. This doesn't surprise me. Traveling between the various Earths can be quite disorienting. Other Earths? I think you are the one who is having a hard time grasping reality. Such concepts are yet undiscovered on your Earth. Though I figured your Dr. Richards would have at least discovered means of interdimensional transport. So are you saying this is not my Sapphire City, let alone my Earth? I am guessing Sapphire City is where your throne of rule lies. But no, on both counts, this is the glorious Imperial City of the Dark Mask Empire on Obsidian. Empire? Yes. I rule the Americas, and that do-good Azau protects the Asian states. The European Union is a power struggle, one I intend to conquer. Once they have weakened... I say too much. Why don't you tell me of your rule? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Adventure could not believe what he was hearing. The only solace he could take from this doppelganger was that it wasn't his voice in his ears. This dark mask sounded as though the years of conquest and battles had taken the toll on his voice, and he did not like the words spoken by it. Though Mr. Adventure wanted to pound this twin out of existence for the sake of balance, he would not make a move as long as his friends were prisoners. It seems as though our two worlds are quite different. Bong! A conversation will have to wait, as another round is beginning in the Colosseum. This way. We shall watch from my private box. The two brothers of dimensions head up the stairs of the Coliseum into Dark Mask's private box. Welcome, citizens of Obsidian. Thanks to the generosity of our glorious leader, we have yet another battle scheduled for the Coliseum. Our contestants will be... Before we find out who will be battling for the twisted <coughs> enjoyment of the citizens of Obsidian, we need a quick news break from updates and updates from Eleanor Adams and Vic Nile. Welcome, Sapphire City. It's time for your local gossip so that you will be in the know. First off, it seems that the battle for the Venture Fortune has taken another nasty turn with the hit-and-run attack on Anna Venture. As of right now, no charges have been filed, but all fingers point to her half-brother, Alex Venture. He stands, after all, to gain the most from the death of Anna. And on to juicier gossip, it seems famed novelist Ken Jester was seen with actress Megan Tyler at a late-night dinner. Their evening did not end early because they enjoyed nightcaps at Sapphire City's hottest club, the Rainbow Room. It doesn't seem like Jester's wife is any the wiser. Let's hope she isn't a fan of this program. <laughs> That's all the juice this peach has. Coming up next is Vic Nile. Welcome, sports and news fans. This is Vic Nile coming at you. We've got a lot of news to cover and a little time to do it in. First off, we're learning now that the bank robbery, which was not on fire, did burn the light of Extra Porter Lane Lovelace. It might have been a trap set by Dr. Zhao and the mobster, the one-man mob. Their goal was to take out Mr. Adventure once and for all. We are still waiting to hear the official word from Police Commissioner Abercombe. 
If that was the case, it could hurt not only Mr. Adventure, but all of Sapphire City. Now we will turn to the world of sports. It's time for training camp during the offseason for the Sapphire City Championship. This team is desperately looking for a replacement for Johnny Hawk, the team's former captain. His disappearance is still, still unexplained. I recently went out to the training camp being held at SCU, and it doesn't look good for them so far. But a talent such as Johnny's isn't easy to come by. We're just going to have to wait and see if a true leader will rise from the current crop of players. Oh, oh. This just in, it seems the master of zombies is once again causing trouble in the streets of Sapphire City. We're being told that the police have instructed everyone to stay indoors until the problem has been solved. The Sapphire City Police are working with the active members of the League of Adventure Heroes to solve this problem as quickly as possible. With that said, let's return to the latest episode of the Amazing Pulp Adventures radio show starring Mr. Adventure. Mr. Adventure sat down next to Doc Mask. The announcer continues to narrate the fight. Cole, the man of combustion and the atomic fist. Both of these contestants come from the Earth-designated Sapphire. First, they must battle a legion of our finest gladiatorial warriors, followed by a battle with one another. Could it be to the death this time? It all depends on our glorious leader, Dark Mask. Will he grant mercy, or will it be death to these warriors from across the universe? The contestants will now enter! Troops, spread out! Be prepared for anything! Remember, the skinny one has the ability to throw fire from his hands and heat our metal weapons until they are unbearable to grasp. The other one has glowing hands that can rip through metal like paper. Well, here we go again. I grow tired of these games. They continue to send us out while others get to sit on their bottoms and do nothing. I see it as a compliment. They seem to think that we are the best of the best. Aye, comrade, it does. But there's no reason for me to hold back against these fools who have taken me from my home. Attack, my brave warriors! Attack! <laughs> the Legion charges in... <clears throat> I broke it, stick for it. <laughs> and for Clint. The Legion charges the two unlikely compatriots. Fists, weapons, and fire explode throughout the arena. Mr. Adventure cannot believe what he was seeing, nor could he believe the joy and suffering that appeared on the face that... Looked like his, yet belonged to another. He wondered what event or events in Dark Mask's life caused him to be so monstrous. Adventure wanted to intervene, but did not. Want to jeopardize the lives of all those below. Even if they all escaped, they had no idea how to get back home. That wasn't as bad as some of our previous turns in the arena. They are getting soft. This is the best you have to offer us now, Dark Mask. The rest of the world must be weak to bow to such a meek man as you. Dark Mask does not respond to the heckling of the Atomic Fist. A slow smile crosses his scarred visage. Dark, Dark Mask knows what is to come. I believe we have a new record in the arena, and some warriors who will need to be reconditioned at the trainer's whip. Since these two combatants feel they haven't faced enough of a challenge, it's time for the pawn's cross. These two combatants will now face each other! Wait, what did he say? Do we battle each other? Or do we fight to take the master of this place? My thoughts exactly. Enough! Mr. Adventure's outcry took Dark Mask by surprise. I can't believe this is the world in which you rule. You are a madman, Dark Mask. So, you are one of them. One of them? One of those fools who believes he can make a difference without breaking a few eggs. Or crushing those that get in your way. <laughs> I thought you were different, but I guess I was wrong. It will look odd when I walk by my trophy wall and see a face identical to my own staring back at me. You truly are a madman. Thank you. <laughs> Judging by the level of madness I've seen from the various people I've captured from your world, that's a compliment. With that said, Mr. Adventure leapt from the private box of Dark Mask down into the arena with the men from his own world. They would need to stick together if they were going to get through this in one piece. Mr. Adventure knew they would have either <coughs> Mr. Adventure knew that they would either fight their way back to the others or have their unconscious bodies dragged there. I had hoped we could get out of this without fighting, but it looks like this is our only option. You boys still have some fight left in you? I am ready to take the burn to them. I am not even sweating. The atomic feast hasn't even begun to fight. Guards, kill them. But leave the masked fool for me. You heard our glorious leader! Attack! Attack! Will Mr. Adventure, Atomic Fist, and Cole be able to take out an entire legion of gods and fight their way back to their friends? We should take a moment to check in on the other captives of Dark Mask. Does anyone have a plan for escape? I have a weird feeling that we're running out of time. I'm in agreement. 
We have waited here far too long. Our puppet strings have been pulled too much by this lunatic dictator. Yeah, we waited for adventure to get here. What has that gotten us? He gets to leave by a formal escort, and we're still stuck here waiting. Yeah, we're still stuck in this cell. Speaking of this cell, we need to conserve space. Is there any chance you three can recombine? We've barely got enough room to breathe. I uh, <laughs> wish I could, but we can't. Reunite since we were captured apart. If we don't get out of here, which we won't, there's no chance of us being ourselves again. He's up on the poor guy. You can see he's beside himself with grief. I'm done. If only they hadn't taken all of our ornaments and tools. Escaping from this cell would be an elementary feat. You all speak too much! <laughs> it's a good thing we don't have an air shortage! <laughs> I am amazed that you so-called heroes have been able to stop me time and time again! It seems like some sort of dumb rock allows you to prevail over me! <laughs> all heads turn toward Dr. Zhao. With a stealthy sweep of his hand, Dr. Zhao unsheathes a scarred and weathered katana. The surprise was evident on everyone's face. Dr. Zhao's robes did not look to be able to conceal a weapon of such size. He's... <laughs> It seems if I want something done right, I must do it myself. There, we are free. I suggest that we liberate your weapons before the guards overtake us. They lie this way. Are you sure? Yes. How do you know? I know. My weapon does not need to be in my presence for me to know her location. She is right, you know. But how can you be certain? It seems like superstitious nonsense to me. Lay off of Richards. Not everything is defined by your hard line of science. There are more things in heaven and earth than are in the imaginations of men. Philosophical rhetoric is not a valid point during the debate. Enough, you two. We don't have time for this. She's right. I don't want to end up back in that cell. I have more important things back home than my attention. Nazis never take a vacation. It is always about the Nazis with you. You're so single-minded. Like you are, dear brother. Bra, bra, bra! Do we not have enough enemies in this place to confuse each other? I hate it when Zhao makes points I agree with. Like I was saying, I dusted our weapons last time I had access to them in the, in the Colosseum. I knew I could track them once we broke free. Cassandra's right. They are in that direction. As the heroes and villains of Sapphire City finally began to move, their escape did not go unnoticed. It was time for the scheduled rounds by Dark Mask's guards. The prisoners are out of their cells. We are going to need to alert Central Command. Dark Mask isn't going to like this. Tell them to sound the alarm. Just as they were about to report their escape, new orders came over their radios. Uh, we have a situation in the Coliseum. All guards report immediately. <laughs> it seems they already know about it. Thank Aztec we weren't the ones to report it. Do you remember what happened to Steve? There's still violent parts of him scattered all over. By a stroke of luck, a band of heroes and villains made their way through the labyrinthine dungeon without notice. They entered a portion of the keep that contained even more prisoners. As they passed the cells lining the hallways, hands reached out toward them through the bars. Help us! No, save me! I don't belong here! He lies! I don't deserve the faces of the arena. He does! They now find themselves in a cell block filled with hundreds of people, hungry and waiting for their turn in the arena against half-starved animals, or worse. What is this place? How can this man treat his own people like this? There's a rumor that Hitler's doing the same back on our world. Mm, freedom. They all turned and looked at Zhao, not expecting a man who had wrought so much destruction and death to show any compassion. Did he just say what I think he said? Do not mistake my intentions. Tactically, it is not to our advantage. There are a handful of us, but with these swords, we are many. He makes a good point. The more chaos we bring to the situation, the better it is for us. The more cows in the rodeo, the busier the clowns are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in distraction, which is what all of you are being. Our keepers are being allowed a better chance of noticing our empty cell. Dr. Zhao makes quick work of the locks and doors, freeing the enslaved people. Thank you. Yes, we can never repay you. If you want to repay us, overthrow that dictator you live under. Remember that strangers from another place freed you from your bondage, and it's up to you what you do with that freedom. You can either be water to quench a fire or fuel to feed. We will. A group of misplaced heroes finally arrive at the armory, each glad to finally be re-equipped. Their thoughts turn from elation to aggression with the need to bring some sort of retribution to the man that would hurt so many for his own enjoyment. 
They knew they would first have to find their three missing com- comrades, Mr. Adventure, Cole, and the Atomic Fist. I have missed my babies. Yeehaw! <laughs> my sword arm once again sings with happiness. Nothing like having my lovely 45s back. Kids and sharp sticks. <laughs> it never fails to amaze me. How do these mental children continue to defeat me? (laughs) Okay, people, let's find the others. Above our group, three harried warriors fight for their lives as Dark Mask continues to send wave after wave of gladiators at them. (laughs) I hate to say this, but I'm starting to run out of steam. Ah, so the atomic feast is... He is waking and kill him! No, the honor will be mine. The only honor you will see is in death. Mine! <laughs> this is insane. Now they, are, now they are murdering each other so they have the sad sense of honor of killing us. What sort of savage dark world is this? Aye, comrades, we are in agreement. I wonder... You should be taken down by my blade, fiery one! <laughs> Now we are even. Now we are even. We need to gain some sort of advantage. Ask and you shall receive. Just as Mr. Adventure uttered those words, the others arrived to help even out the odds. Doc Mask continues to watch. He is not surprised by the unity shown by the group. He found it interesting that these people from Sapphire would wait for the hero to arrive before they escaped. He wondered if this was the counterpart he'd been waiting for. A true opponent to test his might. What and more. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with you, <laughs> You couldn't wait to get this party started without us. What are you talking about? It isn't a party without you guys. Hey. And ladies. This battle is a most glorious one. Today would be a good day to die. Think for yourself, then. I'm kind of used to breathing. Aren't any of you silent for more than five minutes? (laughs) (laughs) Adventure, you had better have a plan to send us home. I was hoping Richard Stoner Tech might have an idea on how to do that. If I had access to my equipment, I might be accomplished. But the last time I looked, I was in the middle of an arena in the fight of my life. To be honest, I'm still at a loss as to what process brought us here in the first place. Either way, it would take an incredible amount of power to even try to send one of us home, let alone all of us. I just fail to understand how a human being could generate, let alone house, so much power on his own. The science just isn't there. Hey, doctors, can't you open your eyes for one moment and see that not everything is answerable to science? Enough, you three! Use your nerdy powers of mentality to get us home! Bye, overall goose! Doc Mask decides <clears throat> it is time for him to finally put Mr. Adventure and friends in their place. He leaps from his private box into the arena, denting the rocky floor beneath him. Mr. Adventure, it looks like Dark Mask has finally entered the fray. Good. He is going to fall to my atomic feast. No. If he is me, then I must face him. The two men quickly cut a path through the chaotic battle to meet one-on-one in the middle of the arena. The fighting around them quickly ceases as all want to see those two men face off. I would like to apologize as we have a quick news update from Sybil Masterson. Thank you. We are now getting reports that Solomon Stone, Crimson Moth, and the ever enigmatic Dr. Phantom have arrived on scene to confront the Master of Zombies and his Legion of Undead, which have formed into a giant shimmering mound of destruction. The last time the Master of Zombies attacked Sapphire City, he quickly learned that we were more than prepared to deal with his kind. The police, we are being told, have cleared a three-block radius from the impeding fight and have already called in maintenance crews to deal with the mess the Master of Zombies will be leaving behind. We will continue to report more on this story as information comes in. Until then, continue to enjoy this latest thrill-filled, amazing Pulp Adventures radio show starring everyone's favorite hero of tomorrow today, Mr. Adventure. The battle has begun as those two evenly matched combatants slug it out with one another. Ah, it has been quite some time since I have faced an opponent such as myself. It brings a smile to my face. Oh, I'm so glad. Come on, Mr. Adventure! You can do it! Whoop on him! Kill him! Hey! Wow, don't we have quite the cheering sections? <laughs> You're one of those versions of myself who hide behind witty banter and distraction instead of real skills of combat. 
I hate that about myself. We finally need to turn our attention to the youngest of heroes, Kid Adventure. He is the last hero left on Earth to face Michael Aztec and his minions. Or is he? Kid Adventure is left alone holding the last remaining sample of the famed Kirby Lee particles, though the kid had no idea of the fate of the others had succumbed to. Up above him, Kid Adventure saw Michael Aztec flying away from the Sapphire City Museum of Antiquities. This can't be good. I'd better go check on Dr. Solomon and Shadow Smasher. At the same time, fate intervenes once again, but it is for the forces of good or evil. A young lady sleeps alone in an empty room. You are summoned. What? Huh? You are chosen. Someone here? Who's there? Show yourself now or I'll phone the police. You are needed. I said who's there? Answer me. She quickly looks around to discover she is alone in a single-room apartment of the future. You have been chosen to perform a great service for your world. Okay, I've had it. What is going on here? Am I going nuts? The glowing white light surrounds her. The young woman loses control of her body in the light. Oh, I don't like this. What's happening to me? You are being taken to what was once thought lost to this sector. Where are you taking me? The answer has already been given. With her body under control of another, she now heads to the Sapphire City Museum of Antiquities in a cocoon of light. Kid Adventure races to the museum to check out his new friends. He quickly, ma- <clears throat> he quickly makes it down to Solomon Stone's private storehouse of fabled antiquities. Once entering the room, he falls against the wall in shock. He was not prepared for what met his eyes. Oh no! Doc! Shadow! I can't believe he got the two of you! I wonder how Mr. Adventure's doing. But I don't think this bodes well for us. Could this be it? Could Aztec actually win this? What can I do by myself that the League couldn't do together? No. No, I can't think like that. Mr. Adventure always finds a way to save the day. That is why he is my favorite hero. What's that? The room began to fill with a brilliant white light. It emanated from the golden hand of the statue of Solomon Stone. Dr. Stone, I really wish you were here right now. Not this stupid golden statue. This way... Soon we will be at our given destination. What the... What's going on? Who are you? Inquiry was not asked by the one selected by the Honor Guard of the galaxy. Original choice no longer in Sector. Suitable replacement chosen. Can anyone tell me what's going on here? Before we get to that answer, we have yet another news update from Cyril Masterson. We are now being told that Solomon Stone, Crimson Moth, and Dr. Phantom have taken care of the Master of Zombies and his latest monstrosity. Unfortunately, the Master has escaped. This is a man who could give Dr. Zhao some pointers in evading capture. We are being told that Captain Wright of the Sapphire City Police Department is getting ready to make a statement. We would like to take a moment to thank these heroes that came out today to deal with the Master of Zombies. Without their help, we would be looking at a lot more property damage possible loss in life. Thankfully, there was none today. Can you say something about the investigation into the death of journalist Lane Lovelace? We are not prepared to say anything on that open investigation at this time. Once the commissioner has reviewed all evidence associated with the crime, I am sure he will either issue a statement to the press or hold a press conference. And ma'am, this is not that press conference. Thank you. (laughs) Well, that was an unexpected moment there. The threat posed by the Master Zombies is gone for now. We return you to your program. <coughs> the seedling possesses the means of restoring the damage done to the device. Seedling? Don't worry, I'm just as confused as you. The same white light engulfs Kid Adventure as it had the young lady. Now his movements were under the same control. Hey, what's going on here? I can't stop myself. I wish I knew what was going on too, kid. I've been like this for the past 15 minutes or so. I gave up fighting earlier. Didn't seem to have any effect. Against his control, Kid Adventure's hand reaches into his utility belt, pulling out the container holding the Kirby Lee particles. He loosens the lid slowly and deliberately. Wait! No! Stop that! Mr. Adventure's gonna need them! Oh, why can't I control my hands? His mental struggles were to no avail. He was unable to stop himself. Once the container was opened, the contents flew out and into the tier. The room was flooded in a bright white light, blinding the two floating figures to what happened next. It is done. With those final words, we must leave our heroes and villains in the world of Dark Mask. Don't forget Kid Adventure and the young lady, now lost in the blinding white light. Leaving Michael Aztec the winner of this round. Is all lost? Is this the end of an era? Only time will tell. Once again, we would like to thank Balticon for allowing us to bring the amazing Pulp Adventures radio show to you, the fans. We would also like to... 
We would also like to thank all the incredible talent who lent their voices to us today. And the next stop on the tour will come at Con Carolinas. So until next time, be adventurific! Amazing Pulp Adventures, starring Mr. Adventure, live at Balticon 2008, was written by Davey Beauchamp and adapted for audio by podcasting's Rich Siegfried. It starred Jet as Sybil Masterson, M-A-N-P-A as Prisoner 5, God 6, and The Reporter, Susan Z as Young Lady and Eleanor Adams, Indiana Jim as Warrior 69, Captain Wright, and the Legion Commander, Christiana Ellis appeared as God 5 and the Crimson Moth. Biscuit as Cole, the Man of Combustion. Paul Fisher as the Atomic Fist, Warrior 32, and Prisoner 6. Jason Adams as Prisoner 2, God 2, Warrior 51, and the Tech Alien Voice. Earl Newton as God 4, Prisoner 4, God 1, and Dr. Zhao. Heather Welliver as Jezebel, Vicky Stone, and God Number 3. T. Morris as Mobster, the One Man Mob. John Smart as Michael Aztec and the Doc Tech toy announcer. Thomas Command Lang Gideon as God 7 and Doc Tech. Andrea Gideon as Platinum Fox and Prisoner Number 3. Rob Balder as the Shadow Smasher. Billy Flynn as Vic Nile. Jared Axelrod as Dr. Peter Richards. J.R. Blackwell as Cassandra Knight of Avalon. Jim Van Verth as the Masked Gunfighter. J.C. Hutchins provided our sound effects. Podcasting's Rich Siegfried played Mr. Adventure, Kid Adventure, Dark Mask, Narrator, and Solomon Stone, and introducing Matt Wallace as the Coliseum announcer. For more exciting tales and travels, visit pulpadventures.net. And remember, stay vigilant, stay adventurous!